And now from McAllen City Hall, a meeting of the McAllen City Commission. Welcome and welcome to the regular City Commission meeting for January 11th, 2021. If you stand with me for the Pledge of Allegiance, followed by the invocation by Mayor Pro Tem, Veronica Whitaker. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. May we all bow our heads. Dear God, in a time when our world seems to be out of control, political, racial, injustice, COVID pandemic, economic downfall, it is a natural reaction for us to become so overwhelmed and anxious about all of the uncertainty that we are experiencing. Please God, grant us the peace of mind. Give us the strength and add clarity of mind to find our purpose and walk the path you've laid before us. In God's name, we pray as your leaders for all to be protected and with you by our side as we make difficult decisions for our community and for all. Amen. Amen. Well, it's um, a little bit of an unusual day. We're going to do things we don't um, do very often. And the first one is to have our new municipal judge sworn in. And we're very fortunate to have the J Judge Renee Rodriguez Pentecourt from the four. 49th judge, thank you for being here today. And Lorena Sepulveda is our new municipal court judge. And if she would come forward and judge, if you would do the swearing-in ceremony, and all relatives are welcome to uh, uh, step forward. Some great candidates, and it was very, very difficult um, decision. But we're, we're very confident that Judge Apolova will, will do a great job. I think the biggest thing that she said to all of us is that her main goal is to be fair. So people, when they leave that courthouse, they feel that they they were treated fairly, whether that's whether they win or lose, that they were treated <laughs> fairly. I think that left a big impression on all of us. And and Judge, for your information, we don't remove municipal court judges. They usually resign, and it's about a 10 to 20 year commitment. So hopefully, uh, you're ready to be on board for that. So appreciate it. Our second one, and Ike, I went second with you because we had the judges, and you know we're lawyers, and so I want to do that. But if you step forward and swear in our new city attorney. city attorney we've had in 43 years and so like the judges we don't uh, replace them lightly as long as they do their job and uh, I talked to Kevin and uh, I was here 28 and Kevin was here for how many? 14. 
Press in. I don't remember getting sworn in, so I don't know if you and I did that, but I don't remember you getting sworn in, so <laughs> I mean, all the advice you're giving was not exactly kosher, so I didn't mean to pass it that But if you would raise your, and so we're very happy. It was a difficult time. We have a great city attorney staff, and uh, so it was a difficult decision, too, but we think uh, we made the right decision. We're, we're proud, of, proud of that. So if you raise your right hand, please. Aye, state your name. I, Isaac Tawil, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear, that I will faithfully execute the duties, that I will faithfully execute the duties, of the office of the McAllen City Attorney, of the office of the McAllen City Attorney, of the state of Texas, the state of Texas, and will to the best of my ability, and will to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend, preserve, protect, and defend, the Constitution, the Constitution, and the laws of the United States, and the laws of the United States, and of this state, and so of help, this state. So help me God. So help me God. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll be brief, um, but I wanted to write some things down to make sure I didn't forget. Um, first, to my wife and children. Sandy, Aaron, Andrew, and Allison. More than anything in this world, I'm lucky to have you. The unconditional love and support I enjoy as both a husband and a father is the greatest gift a man could have. I could not have achieved, we could not have achieved all that we have without each other. Mayor, commissioners, city manager, assistant city managers, I'm honored and humbled to accept my appointment I was sworn by the first full-time city attorney of the city of McAllen. That's pretty special. And I share a room with the only two predecessors as full-time city attorneys that I could have. I've spent the last eight and a half years working for the city of McAllen, and that time has been the most rewarding of my career. The quality of leadership our community enjoys is second to none, and I'm grateful for the opportunity you have given me. I look forward to continue to working for and with all of you and the future leadership of McAllen. To my colleagues in the legal department, you are an outstanding group of professionals and lawyers who I enjoy working with every day. I inherit the leadership of this department from one of my mentors, Kevin Pagan. Without a doubt, Kevin is one of the most gifted municipal lawyers in the state of Texas, and I am lucky to have had the opportunity to work for him. John Maxwell wrote, to value others, one must first value others. Kevin, there is not a day that I ever doubted your confidence, and that is the reason I excelled. I speak on behalf of the entire department in thanking you for that confidence in leadership in all of us. We are more grateful than words can express. Thank you very much. As I said, it's a big day in McAllen. We don't change um, officer positions um, very lightly. And I think that's one of our um, great attributes um, is that we do have continuation of <coughs> leadership and also um, from a standpoint of making sure that we know what's important to our citizens, we have continuance in, um, in those offices as well as city commission. Okay. Everybody that was here for that, if they want to leave, they certainly can, or we can stay here for all the routine items. So, Judge, thank you very much. Mr. DA, thank you. Hey, Appreciate what you do. Um, all right, go back, go back to the office. Oh, it's after five. <laughs> That's a good one. Get a room empty now. Yeah. Okay, we are going to uh, convene the public hearing for items as recommended by a McAllen Planning and Zoning Commission. Mr. Garcia, you want to uh, go over those? Yes, sir. Good evening. Uh, there are five rezonings and one conditional use permit uh, listed under routine tonight. Uh, as always, they come with a favorable recommendation of the Planning and Zoning Commission, but 
if um, discussion is, is wanted on any item or if there's any opposition, we can take them separately. Okay, and those items are um, on uh, 501 East Yuma Avenue to rezone from C1 office to R1 residential. Mm -hmm. And I, the second item is on 701 South Taylor Road from R3A to R3T. How much difference there, I don't think. Uh, number three is on 701 South Taylor Road from R3A to R1. And rezone from, and the fourth one is rezoned on 3421 Lalamita Road from R1 to R3A. And then number five, rezone from AO to R1 district at 5001 Salenda Drive. And number six is for a condition use permit for a truck accessory um, operation at 2241 Dallas. I might point out that the Land Use Zoning Commission uh, um, authorized a, a buffer uh, elimination on Correct. that project. Yes, sir. I did have one question yes. on the um, rezone from AO. I noticed that there were several similar very similar <coughs> tracks out there i would hope that maybe that we go and rezone those instead of waiting for people to develop them on a pay well all those properties are um they were annexed and they are not properly subdivided so we have taken the stance historically of waiting until they want to get a permit <laughs> which is uh what 5001 Salinda wants to do but i mean obviously if, if we get a direction to city uh, rezone we can do that sir yeah, I noticed this is also on a uh, subdivision um, exemption from the subdivision requirements. So, I, I, yeah, I guess maybe we don't want to give them um, uh, false hope by rezoning. Something but like that. It would have been nice yes, to have <laughs> it. Okay. Is anybody here to appear uh, against items 1A through A, um, excuse me, A1 through A6? Six. Six. I just one question about six before we. Yes, ma'am. Um, it just says for automotive service and repair. Are they going to actually be repairing the trucks there or just the No, they're ju it's actually just installation okay. of the accessories. Yes, ma'am. Okay, that's all I wanted mm -hmm. to know. Thank you. Yes. Is, I said anybody here to appear against those items? Mr. Pescador, do you have a particular item you're... The reason? Uh, no, 2A is going to be the minutes. That's what you're here for. No, 1A. 1A is um, office district to R1 for 501 East Yuma Avenue? 501 East Yuma, rezoning? Okay. Okay, step forward. For the record, I will be speaking twice every city council meeting. Uh, that way I can be on the record. My recommendation is like I've said before, uh, the, his department has 23 staff members. And I think they know what they're doing because they even got a bonus, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he left. He left. That's good. So I'm thinking, if they're good enough to get a bonus, right, Tevi? They should be good enough to follow the recommendation and not go around in circles. I know for a fact, in first hand, that these people have two vehicles they actually walk the area and knock on doors. So instead of, you know, playing he said or she said, let's follow the recommendations, let's follow the zoning, which I will start learning so I can be more effective, and do that. You know, when we get people from outside the district that don't even know the area vote against the planning and zoning is a tremendous disservice. And it's extra burden on the code enforcement and the, the police. And then you have neighbors that I have never met, that have nothing in common with, nothing, complaining and calling, you know, because of rezoning against planning and zoning recommendations. So we have 23 staff, is use them, just follow the recommendations. I don't think it's that complicated. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay, uh, no objections to A1 through A6. All those in favor, we have a motion to approve. So moved. Moved. Second. Second. Okay, any discussion? Here none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign, motion carried. B is amending the zoning ordinance to reflect those items in A1 through A5. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Uh, any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign, motion carried. That's the end of that public hearing. We're now convening another public hearing for a variance to section 6.2b for um, sale of um, 
alcoholic beverages okay. within a zone that includes a church and a child care center. That's it, yes sir. So this property is located on the northwest corner of South 23rd and Maple. Uh, it is zone C3. Adjacent zoning is C3 to the north, east, and south, and R1, R2, and C2 to the west. Uh, surrounding uses include commercial businesses, uh, Stripes convenience store, uh, single family homes, a daycare, and a church. The applicant is proposing to operate a liquor store for off-premise consumption only with hours of Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, staff is recommending approval based on the fact that the store neither uh, faces these facilities or is in the same block as these facilities. And Stripe sells beer too for Correct. the same purposes, that, just that adding liquor. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. Okay. Um, is anyone here to appear against that? And the recommendation is approval by planning zoning. Correct. Is there anyone here to appear against this item? <coughs> Hearing none, I entertain a motion from City Commission. So moved. Second. A motion second to approve the recommendation. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. That's a aye against. Oh, against. Yes. Uh, let the record reflect that uh, Commissioner Zamora is against. Okay, that's the end. Uh, motion so carried. That's the end of the public hearing. Now we move to the consent agenda. Item. Any items <coughs> taken off the consent agenda? I have B, uh, E, And yeah, B and E. Any other? Oh, B, excuse me, B, D, and E. B, D, A, and no E? B, D, A, and no E? No, B, D, and E. Okay. Move to approve other than B, D, and E. Okay. Second. Uh, second. You make a second? Yeah, that was oh, a second. second, okay. Yeah, motion is second for items A, C, uh, F, G, and H. All the Thursday, aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. And B, I just want to know when is bicentennial supposed to be finished? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to run for another term of mayor? August 13, 2021. August. Okay. August 13, 2021. 2020. Okay. Is that the 401 days? That yeah, that is a full time frame. Yes, sir. Okay. August 23rd. We. We're going to open up 13. any segments before that. I mean, because it does run. That's what I've, we've been working with a contractor to try and get a date for those segments. Um, there are some issues with there's some pending irrigation work that they would like to finish out. That way, they're not going back into an area they just opened. So we're working weekly with them to try and get that that done. You know, it's kind of a lesson. I don't remember us having this difficulty with 29th Street because there's pretty well clear land all the way up there, but there's a lot of um, underground irrigation, especially I think yes. that we wouldn't. Of necessarily known about it's a problem with them not having as belts I think but well they're they're trying and they're prepping to to do a, a opening to Frontera first so that that's what that's the date we're aiming for next but the full opening will be in August okay but it would help if we had partial opening to move traffic yes. in that area okay uh, thank you any other questions on that item do you know when we're gonna be getting like just like two lanes on like between Bison 23rd on the north side Two lanes between. Yeah, because right now it's just like one lane, and there's so much traffic in that area. I think she's talking about over um, on the uh, interchange. The frontage, like where it's it's bicentennial, and then you know how it, you turn on the frontage. Oh, oh the, the expressway. You're referring to the yes. expressway. Okay, that that's a different project. Oh my bad. Well, it's right um, to bicentennial. <laughs> I was like, might as well um, in the same area. <laughs> I'll need to get back with you on that, but I'll get you that date. I'll okay. get you that information. <clears throat> okay, thank you. Thank you. And we'll, we'll take these up in one, one item. On D, the question I had for 15 new 2021 vehicles, I don't know if everything is true in the paper, but at least we, um, we could have bought 2020 vehicles if they were available, and we keep them till we a certain period of time. So whether 20 or 2021, I don't think it's pertinent. So did we even seek bids for 2020 vehicles? On, on the white fleet on this item, we did not. We asked for 2021s, but... We do, uh, during the bid bidding process, I'm sorry, during the bidding process, we do um, allow vendors, if they have those, those units available, they bring it up at that time. And we have, in the, in the past, considered uh, uh, an older model when they meet all the specifications. Okay. So, yes. Well, you, and I don't want to be critical because you guys do a fantastic job, our public works department, and you have like a zillion vehicles. So I just had that question because <laughs> I saw all these cheap ones in the paper. I thought, why are we not buying 2020? Yes. Okay. Anybody have any other questions on that? Can we retract and, and huh? just can we retract and ask what, how much they're going to be? If they're if they're available, I, what I'm saying is uh, there's no one, there's none available. Right, they're not available at this time. 
Okay. Okay. And then the third one maybe is that the same it's the thing? It's the same. It's the refuse trucks. Oh, yeah. How, 192. Because usually we could tell on bed. We could go look at bids um, on buy board before we um, budget for them. And I just wonder why the 192. It's actually, a, a, we're under budget by $192,000. Yeah, I was going to, I think it's the way they put it in there. The well, the over is actually in parentheses, and the yes. under is actually. Was oh, it that way? Okay. Yes, it, it's, it's reversed. Okay. Yeah. But both items are under budget. Then I entertain a, thank you. I entertain a motion for items. Um, thank you. Thank you, B, D, and E. Motion to approve. Second. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Business contract 3A is consideration and approval of an interlocal agreement be between the County of Hidalgo and the City of McAllen for traffic signals at Dicker and McCall and also at Dicker and 10th Street. Yes, sir. Um, Dicker Road is under construction um, by the county and TxDOT. And um, there's two signal reconfigurations or one new signal and one reconfiguration um, at one at located at Dicker and 10th Street and the other one at Dicker and McCall. And so the county is asking for the city to do maintenance or to take on the future maintenance for those signals. Um, if we don't, the option would be they would revert either back to the state or to Hidalgo, and um, they just don't have the capacity to do maintenance on those signals. And so they're asking if we would be willing to take on uh, maintenance for those two locations. We currently do maintenance to the signal at 23rd and Dicker. And so, it, it, although it's a little bit south of um, where our maintenance area is, um, we could take them on. You know, it's my understanding, I remember years ago we de-annexed or gave up our ETJ on um, some land south of Dicker so that the um, city of Hidalgo could build their, the um, Dodge Arena or whatever it's called now uh, in their city limits. But we didn't go all the way to, we went, didn't go give it up all the way to Dicker. So we still have some land south of Dicker. So this would be all in the city limits of McAllen anyways. All, so both, for, for this portion, and that was a little bit of a confusion on their end, for this portion, um, we annexed to the north side of Dicker Road. So they were, I think, under the assumption that <clears throat> those signals were going to be ours anyway. But because we didn't cross to the south side, um, they're asking uh, for us to do this maintenance. And so we, we didn't annex it. Now it has to be voluntary if we were going to do that. Yes. Big mistake. Okay. Uh, any questions or comments? Uh, why wouldn't the state uh, be responsible if, uh, if, if 10th Street is a state highway? So if if we don't, that's what I mentioned. That's what it would revert to. Oh, it would revert. Yes, sir. And the plus side of us taking that maintenance or control would be? There is, there is a school there, and we get a lot of calls um, for those intersections. Oh, I understand. Nearby. Very well. I'll make a motion to approve. A second. We have a motion to second to approve item 3A. Any further discussion? Hear none. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same side. Motion carried. Thank you. Item 4A. 4A is consideration and possible action calling a general election the City of McAllen on May 1st, 2021. Who moved? Second. Okay. For public consumption, what items are up for mayor, I mean for mayor, for election <laughs> in May 2021? Yes, mayor. That would be uh, the mayor and single member districts 1, 2, and 3 and also PUB, trustees, places, A and D. Um, staff is also uh, recommending, normally state law requires only two 12-hour days, but staff is recommending uh, every day, seven to seven, because we will be, uh, the McKellen ISD will also be holding elections and they're gonna be doing it every day, seven to seven, so we're recommending the seven to seven hours. So we're coordinating to make sure we coordinate hours and days, is that right? Correct. Okay. Okay, any other questions? Hear none. Do I have a motion? Motion to approve. Move. Motion to second approve. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. B. B is consideration of possible action declaring a vacancy and ordinance calling a special election for May 1st, 2021 for the unexpired term City Commissioner District 6. Mayor and Commissioner, if I could start this, I noticed that the memo uh, didn't necessarily cover this. Uh, the, this item is on the agenda because of the vacancy that is created, as the commission now knows, Commissioner Whitaker, who presently occupies a commission seat for District 6, announced her intention to run for mayor uh, earlier this year. Under state law, that announcement constitutes a vacancy because uh, the commissioner has more than a year left on her term. 
And as a result, um, the legal department forwarded this to the city secretary with the request that this ordinance be prepared, which declares, uh, but and the motion would include declaring the seat vacant, which is required under state law, and calling a special election, which we are recommending be held on the same day as the uh, general election. A couple of comments, because this one is a special election, as opposed to the one that you just approved, the dates of some of the deadlines and so forth will be a little bit different uh, because of the election code. Um, and so you will notice those, but they're contained in the ordinance. So that's the background as to why we're calling uh, this election for District 6 at this time. Okay, so if anybody had questions in, for <laughs> candidacy for District 6, we rec recommend they call the city secretary's office and verify those specific dates. Of course, they would be also be in this ordinance. Um, Do I need to recuse reflected. myself? Hmm? Do I need to recuse myself for this one? No, I'll, no you have to recuse yourself. I mean, if you wanted to, you can. Your preference, you don't have to legally. Excuse me, Mr. City Attorney. Now, would the position remain vacant until the election? Uh, the way that that works under state law, Commissioner, is that uh, it's in what's called holdover. And so although the seat is vacant, which is essentially, it's, it's generically known as the resign to run rule, but I kind of hesitate to use that because that's not what the Constitution says. But it, it, it is vacant. But the incumbent, uh, in this case, uh, Commissioner Whitaker, would continue to hold that position until such time as her successor is sworn, is qualified and sworn into office, which would presumably be sometime following the May a special election and or any runoffs um, that occur. Okay. Motion? Yes, move to declare a District 6 position vacant and call for a special election. Second. Okay, motion second. Any further discussions? Uh, yes, no, for, for uh, clarification, uh, just for and to clarification, run in conjunction with the, other uh, election. One, the date that does differ, that where we do have a difference, is that the last date to file for the general election is February the 12th. The last date to file for this special vacancy would be Monday, March the 1st. That's they have more time. Oh. They have more time. Correct. So those that are going to file for the other ones, make sure they file within the February date. <laughs> correct. Okay. February what was the date? 23rd? No, February 12th for the general election, but for the special election would be March 1st. Monday, March 1st would be the okay. deadline for six. <laughs> okay. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Uh, Mayor, uh, based on the discussion we had at workshop, we recommend we table 4C. So move to table. Second. Okay, motion to second to table. It's non-debatable. All those in favor say aye. 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 Close, same sign. Motion carried. And 5A is a variance request to not require the subdivision process at 12,818 North Inspiration Road. Yes, sir. So this property is located on the east side of North Inspiration Road, uh, approximately 950 feet uh, north of 8 Mile. Uh, it has been in the, ET in the city's ETJ since 1995. Surrounding uses include single-family residences as well as vacant land. Uh, the owners purchased the property in August of last year and now wish to divide the property by meets and bounds into a 5.1-acre tract and a 3.54-acre tract to build two new homes for their family. Uh, the basis cited for the request is that uh, the time and, and cost of the subdivision process is too much. Uh, there are four options before you. Staff is recommending option three, which is disapproval of the variance and compliance with state and local codes, uh, specifically because financial reasons alone cannot be used as a basis for subdivision variance. Well, if you look at those tracks, we'll let you have a comment in a, in a little second, please. If you look at those tracks, I mean, all those have not subdivided on right. that side of the street. It looked like on the west side of the street they may have been divided into 10-acre tracks. These are still in, what, 40-acre tracks, if I'm not mistaken. The only, the only comment I've had is, you know, I want to ask two questions, though. The first is, the only thing that's there is water, sewer, and electricity. And that's what Colonias were, not that they're going to build a Colonia, but that's, that's what started a Colonia, is right. all you needed is water, sewer, and electricity. You don't need drainage. You don't need extra wide streets. You don't need fire hydrants. Right. Uh, even for that. And so I just... Um, it's, it's, we need to figure out what we're going to do in our ETJ before people buy property, uh, thinking that, okay, all I have to do is um, file for a variance and get it. Um, this is a little bit different, but it's 10 acres, but it's actually being subdivided. The 10 acres is itself being subdivided. Correct. I would think in the two. And so now you're going to have, it really affects the ability to subdivide in the future because of where streets have to go, et cetera. 
So it's really a, a difficult position. So having said that, you want to hear the applicants? Yes. Unless somebody else has something else to say besides what I said. Okay, are the applicants here? Um, do you have a spokesperson, I hope? Good afternoon. For the record, my name is Raul Garcia. I'm a consulting engineer surveyor uh, for the applicants. Uh, this is what, um, what we want to present today is that this is a very close family. Uh, they've grown up together and they want to build two houses adjacent to each other in this particular track. As, as you can see, can I take my mask off? I guess I can. Yeah. Uh, as you can see by the letter, that was the intention when they purchased this, this uh, 10 acre track and they sold their homes in order to allow them to build two homes next to each other. Uh, when they started to look at the building permit issues, they noticed that they were gonna be required to subdivide to do that second home. What they're asking to do is go under the guidelines of the county that allows for family partitions. They allow for no more than one tract of five acres or less. And remember, these are two single family residences on large lots, the drainage impact will be minimal because the tracks are so big. They're willing to give the additional right-of-way as per the thoroughfare plan as part of the agreement. Uh, I think in the, the memo, option number two, they've, they, they'll agree to do whatever the city wants them to sign. They wanna give the additional right-of-way. At the time, should there be an assessment of pavement or drainage, whenever it goes in place, that could be part of the, the interlocal agreement, the contractual agreement. What they want is the ability without the delay and the further expense, because subdivisions right now are running, simple subdivisions are running between eighteen dollars to $25,000 in order to do it. And in, in this particular case, with escrows and hydrants and sidewalks, uh, it's just gonna increase the cost. Again, uh, and I don't know, we don't know if there, there's ability to put drainage, I mean, to put hydrants out there because it's Sherland water. So the, the escrow may be required and that could be part of the interlocal agreement or the, the inter the city's agreement. Uh, what I would like is perhaps to get a feel for, have one of the one of the clients discuss the family dynamic and what they're trying to do. Here, go ahead. Hello, uh, my name is Karina Perez. Um, basically, this is my sister-in-law. They're brother and sister. Um, we've grown up pretty much together. We're always together. Um, we'd like for our kids to grow up together, so we decided to purchase this land and uh, just make two houses. We, you know, and that's basically all we wanted to do until we found out all the requirements that were needed. We knew we were, we had all the requirements required by the county, but we didn't know that the city was requiring a subdivision. We just basically wanted to build two homes next to each other, stay united, stay together, and, you know, just keep the family together, basically. We're not looking to subdivide or, you know, make more homes or anything like that. Basically somewhere where we grow up, you know, stay together and keep our kids together. Yeah, and I think, you know, what I don't know what the city commission is going to do, but the, the debate discussion really doesn't have anything to do with that you're great people and your family wants to stay together and all that, those kind of things. It's just that we're trying to do orderly growth and you're one of the first um, subdivisions on this side of the street and you have a 10 acre track that goes back 1200 feet which is normally there's one street on each end of it and those kind of things and when it develops in the future how does all this work in there uh, from that standpoint I, I think um, I don't think we want to charge you money just to have something on paper and so you know your recommendation is to escrow money and escrow or indeed right away um, yeah appears to solve the problem I, I, you know I, I'd rather talk to somebody you know our planning department to see you know is that is that enough um, and are, are we making for instance I don't know where your house is going to be is there a driveway connecting the two and what happens with if you sell it and one person sells it and now you have a shared driveway we have no way of we're not we don't want to be in the middle of that later on so you see it's 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 just a little more complicated than you all love each other and you want to stay together. <laughs> yeah we, we're not we don't plan our, our plans are not to, you know, sell in the future. We want to keep our homes. Um, if anything, our children would take over the homes, but that would be it. Basically, we sell. We would sell all together. Not, you know, we wouldn't do anything to, to compromise okay. anything like that. We are not trying to build any other homes. 
we were not trying to sell land or any of the property that would be ours we want to put you know farm animals in there uh, keep I the would, agriculture if they approve it i would recommend that you do go forward and grant easements to whoever's in the back of i'm not saying we're going to approve it or not but if they did i would recommend that you have your engineers do that because you never know yeah and it's a long time but anyways uh city commission would what, your um, and let mr garcia you back there yeah <laughs> and you heard the offer to dedicate i guess on um is that whatever the road that is out there inspiration inspiration yes sir oh, in in um as far as escrowing you know drainage is an issue because you're not you're escrowing for drainage you're not going to have drainage and you're going to have to rely on a field drain or something so i don't know what that means but but normally it as it develops you want to be able to have access to other people's drainage there because you can't just drain in your own track that's a that's an that's issue going forward in the fire hydrant issue you know we had a property in McAllen, multi couple hundred thousand dollar home that burned to the ground because they had share land line that wasn't adequate for water service you know i mean that that could happen so you'd want water service you know it's too bad that um i don't know if you know who you bought from or whatever but it's too bad that um that you did that and already bought the property without realizing i think some of the things that you might be giving up because heaven forbid that you ever had a fire out there and there's no there's not even a canal for us to take water out to fight a fire um, so at any rate have you all just a, just a general question have you all asked how much you're looking at in order to spend to do all of this you all have an idea yes uh, it was quite a bit uh, I think I don't remember the amount but it was, it was, it was quite a bit. substantial yeah if I don't re if I don't recall wrong um, just to make the road which what McKenna's asking for so the road ends on mile eight and we're about a quarter down the road we would have to make the road from mile eight all the way down to our home and i don't know where they want to expand the road towards further down but the closest road to our to us as far as going north is uh, monte cristo road and that's about a good mile to maybe two miles um so it'd be quite a bit and then like he said too we'd have to put it in the drainage and do the fire hydrant and as far as you know we we started digging around for the pipes they're really thin i don't think it's going to be able to sustain and be able to make a fire hydrant work so you know yeah. it'd be um, putting a new pipe as far as to make that hydrant work so uh are you roughly. willing to spend any of that amount of money <laughs> man <laughs> we sold our home uh, um i put all my savings into this property just because you know that's where i want to retire that's when I, where i want to see my kids grow um and i know they said you know in the net it's not about money but man right now it does come down to money we don't have the means we don't have the income we didn't inherit this land and you know hey we want to build together no that's not yeah. the way it went yeah, and i hope you didn't pay you know there's there are 10 acre tracks i know some north of edinburgh that are subdivided i think he's and i hope you didn't pay 10 acre track for an unsubdivided track um, at a subdivided cost but you inherited did. did you inherit no 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 we bought like i said we didn't inherit this so i mean we put all our money into this property and i mean we really don't well at least i don't have <laughs> money to do the other part as far as do you know do the subdivision and then be able to build a home if i may mayor um the tract itself the way it stands right now is compliant so they're allowed one home so what they're asking for is one <laughs> additional home on the site now this is an etj so the county's involved as far as the permit issuance they've already reviewed the partition again for family partitions they allow one of five <clears throat> acres or less so this complies and so as far as the driveways and shared in county requirements, since it's <coughs> over 100 feet wide, they don't require shared driveways. So they can have their individual driveways. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the future stuff that we're talking about that nobody knows when or how much. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And, you know, we've spent millions and millions of dollars of, of, of correcting county subdivisions that we've inherited over the years and it may be 25 years before we do this but i, mean, I understand i understand the, the dichotomy between the county and us and i understand how far that is from the city limits but we've literally probably spent in one neighborhood over 15 million dollars on a county approved subdivision or a fa a failure to approve a subdivision one to one method or the other yeah i, I just it's um it's tough because it's going to kind of doing it for this whole area i understand is that on the five acres is that correct does he have to dedicate anything they have to dedicate anything mr garcia or no it, it would be 40 uh 40 feet of right away yes, sir. regardless of whether it's county or not i'm sure we need to comply with 
almost there. Yeah, it's a tough one. I know, I don't know if you have any kids or not, but like fire protection is a big deal uh, in a house, you know, and what you think about that, but. Okay. That's how, how um, what's the smallest, uh, that requirement that the land, like the acreage, like how, how small does it have to be for it not to require the certificate? Five acres. No. And what they're doing here is they got 10 acres, essentially you're gonna split it. I don't know, it's gonna be five and five, but there's a. May I respond to that question? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's 10 acres. Ten, 10 acres is, the, is what makes a track compliant, 10 acres or bigger. And the reason being is that state law requires that they consider anything of five acres or less to be residential and the model subdivision regulations must govern. But the county in this area bumped it up to 10. Yeah. So a 10 acre track is considered compliant, uh, but not, not anything less. But they allow that caveat of the family partition if they have one track. What do you want to do? <sighs> yeah, we've seen It's a tough one. I, I, you can tell we want to help you. On the other hand, by helping you, we don't want to create future problems either for you or for the development of that area. And that's kind of easy. I mean, we've well, seen some of these. Can we help in I think almost every meeting recently, we've seen at least one. And I think we've primarily been trying to help with what seems to be option two. But in the last meeting, did we not? We not do one where we didn't necessarily require the escrow, but we allowed future collection, correct? Right. Would that be right. part of the contractual agreement? Yes. yes. So I would make a motion to approve option two, understanding that the contractual agreement does allow for collection in the future should the city need to put in that, I guess, uh, infrastructure in the front. Yeah, they probably sidewalks. have to do the same thing with the utility board, I would imagine, with the, at least a sewer. Septic tank's going to be issued but maybe we have a contractual agreement for later on in fire protection is a city issue uh, we wouldn't provide that until as long as Sherryland had a line we wouldn't couldn't do anything about it unless they enlarge that line that's your motion do they have to go to Sherryland in order to get that yeah have you all attempted that yet or not no they're going to be able to tie in a Sherryland they're not going to be able to get a firefighter on that on their line out yeah. that far yeah but I don't think that wouldn't be required at the moment yeah that, that would be a motion. motion. Second. Okay, motion for second. Number two, but in the form of a contractual agreement. You okay with that? Yes, if sir. And when. Okay. Yes, sir. Just if and when you know it's needed to do. Yes, sir. We did the time. And I probably do. I would do kind of a easement on that driveway I, I, just I for protection. I, I would do the easement on the driveway just for protection of whoever's in the back. We could do that too. Yeah. Okay. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All the same sign. Motion carried. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, those are tough ones. That's tough. Uh, B. The variance does not require the process for 0.87 acre land of, uh, at 3117 Valcosta. Yes, sir. So this property is located on the south side of Valcosta Service Road, approximately uh, 1,100 feet west of North 29th. It is also located in the TJ. Uh, the track consists of 0.87 of an acre with 150 feet of frontage along uh, an eight foot wide paved road or drive rather, uh, the property is part of an unrecorded 15 lot development of which all lots were sold to separate uh, owners, but that development was never recorded. Uh, five of those lots already have homes on them after receiving variances to the subdivision process. Uh, 10 of those remain vacant. Uh, there are no hydrants, no drainage, uh, no street improvements here in this unrecorded development. Uh, the applicant is proposing to install a septic system there are five options before you. Uh, staff is recommending option five, disapproval of the variance and compliance with state and local codes. This one specifically because we are concerned about the creation of a city section colonia because there are 15 lots there. And five of them are already developed, you said? Five of them are already developed, yes, sir. And uh, there's three no of them are within city limits. Sorry to cut you off there, sir. And there's no way... Um if we make this person participate, how do we get the other ones to? That's the issue because the other ones are also in the middle. Um, and so you're gonna have to jump tracks and it gets a little difficult. What size of homes are these? What size what? What size of homes are already there? They're pretty good size homes, uh, about like 15, 1600 square feet. Some a little bit bigger. So if we required some of the stuff, they would have to pay because there's no way we can well, I guess we could assess the other ones, but that's a difficult process. Um, 
they'd have to actually run lines or whatever. Correct. And they would be more costly because they would just be forward locked. Man, we just, but we're just, so we just, uh, we're allowing a 15 acre, or 15 lot <coughs> substandard subdivision. Yes, sir. How do the other three or four get biased? I don't know. Subdivision very. <laughs> They're way out there? Uh, so the history that we found was that the, the first one um, was actually denied at, you know, the, the first lot that ever come before you was denied, uh, but then it came back a few years afterwards, and that one was approved. <coughs> and since then, the previous approval has been used to justify the next approval. And Mr. Garcia, on any of those, because I seem to recall this is the third, if not the fourth lot, but on, the, on the, at least two of them, I recall uh, having them do the whole harmless agreement. And yes, I mean, that, that is definitely, if you're going to go with approving it, that is the recommendation that we would have. Oh, I see. Yes, sir. And can we, have you verified that that actually exists for those other three or four lots? We or, or just did not check, but I'm assuming, okay. I mean, if, if that's your, your recollection, I'm, I'm sure we have those on okay. file, yes, sir. But I can double check if you need to meet. This was a couple of years ago, so my recollection yeah. may be a little, it was a little shaky. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so your recommendation is? <sighs> to deny and, and have them go through the subdivision process. Hmm. We have the thought that they, every just, new they, one that you approve they, makes it harder did, to then disapprove. Did others. the applicant just purchase this and then this come over here? This seems to be a yeah. spec home, yes, huh? sir. This a seems spec? to be a spec home. So this guy built it and... He's well, he started it. building without a permit, but that's a whole different issue. Um, <laughs> yes. Seems to me there would be some lawyers in this. Yeah, the and it becomes more difficult when you're building a spec home because now it's going to get turned over to a new owner Correct. who might not right. understand the situation they're now placed in. Uh, you know, it's not it's not a family that's going to have issues when they sell it 30 years from now. And the guy that built, the person that built the spec home um, was a previous owner or he just bought the track? Uh, it, he just bought it a, a few months back. Um, they actually received a stop work order from the county because when staff went out there to, to kind of just look at the, the lay of the land, they saw that they had already started construction. So oh. they've been halfway uh, built, at least since December, I believe. Yeah, they've halted. I'm gonna move to disapprove. Second. A motion a second to disapprove. The uh, applicant. Any further discussion? No, no, Is the applicant here? here? Nope. Okay, yeah. um, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. That's a tough one. You know, they ought to teach that in school. I mean, how many times I sat up here and see people um, buy land without checking that things and well, make, yeah. makes it a little easier if it's going to be a spec home and they're going to give the problem to somebody else. Yeah, I don't know why we, yeah. um, I, I don't know when it was approved actually by the commission. So I won't say because I might have been, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but that, that was a, that wasn't a, that's what happens, you know, that's why it's important to watch out what we're doing. Do okay. Research? 6B is review of quarterly investment report for quarter ending September 30th, 2020. Good evening, Mayor and City Commission. The quarterly report before you is for the September 30th uh, reporting period. The quarterly report was prepared in accordance with the City Investment Policy as well as with the Public Funds Investment Act. Uh, the report was presented to the Audit Committee, Investment Committee on December 17th, 2020. Uh, they are recommending approval. Uh, the second page of the report will show the City's portfolio. Uh, what you'll see is a total book value of $275,442,099 with an average yield for the fourth quarter of 95 basis points. Uh, the last page of the report will give you a nice breakout of the, the city's funds of those $275 million. I'm here to answer any questions and uh, recommend, uh, staff recommends approval. Okay, our alternative is a big, huge mattress. I'm sorry? A big, uh -huh. huge mattress to put yeah. it on. How <laughs> <laughs> yes. much interest you're getting. Uh, so is it is just money market funds have, have dropped uh, significantly, and that's, that's what dropped our, uh, our interest? Uh, yes, we have uh, most of, a lot of funds in CDs and uh, taxable and some government securities. And what's happening as they're maturing, uh, the available rates are significantly lower. Uh, as of today, the rates for uh, three months CD is 20 basis points. Uh, going out two years, you're looking at 28 basis points. So um, 
uh, we have some maturities coming up in the next few months, and so we're we're going to continue to see a drop on that average yield. In, in, the, in the bad, that's the bad news. The good news, I guess, if it's good news, is I think that was an all-time high that we've had money in the bank. At 275 million, we've never had that much in the yeah. bank before. Uh, the maturities report that went out today has 308 million. 308 million. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're getting the taxes in, and we haven't spent them yet. Right. So that's um, a lot of money. Too bad we weren't getting some good interest rates. <laughs> uh, I'll unless you have any questions, I have a, a motion to uh, accept the re investment report as presented. Second. Second. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Future agenda items you have it in front of you. Okay. Uh, nobody's taking credit for the uh, Mazatlan Monarch Butterfly Projects. Mm -hmm. That one's yours. You that one's yours. <laughs> Any other items? Tanya, do you still need that first one? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Um, yes, because I guess now that we, uh, now that uh, Judge Sepulveda is, uh, is sworn in, I think it would be a good time for. <clears throat> maybe to try to like set up a meeting uh, with with all the entities so yes. that way we can start working on how we're gonna take the municipal court and the PD forward and in, in alliance with the district attorney's office and the sheriff's yeah, we, office. We really haven't had that as a commission reviewed or anything. It'd be a good time to just do it because we have a new judge and mm -hmm. uh, I'm uh, although she's from the DA's office I'm sure she doesn't know exactly how that works either from that standpoint so that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Abandoned homes, okay. You still want that, Commissioner? Quick. Geothermal. Has the utility board seen it or not? I know we had a couple years ago. We did, and it's back. It's back. There's one thing that I kind of want to bring up um, that's kind of like nightlife in downtown McAllen. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of videos on social media of literally them doing whatever the hell they want inside uh they have all these people crowded and, and i've i've taken some uh like screenshots of those videos and to be honest i think right now because of the pandemic and everything i think it's a little out of control in downtown I, I, I think that's good and i think we ought to have the texas alcoholic beverage commission there in how they reclassified them all as restaurants and have them answer the questions about that how that happened and why yeah, and then what enforcement can do because of that I think it's very tough on the policemen too that they're out there. Yeah, but we, you know, we've got code enforcement out there. No, I know. Nightly. No, but Roy, but it's, it's still tough ridiculous. because there's too many. No, I know, and we're and we're citing folks and if and if, if they were um, still bars, which they really are, mm -hmm. it'd be much easier to enforce. But I think that's a good idea. We'll have them, but I would like to have yeah, the ABC there too. I mean, there's some nightclubs that I don't think they're selling any food. I mean, right. they're just. No. <laughs> No, it's not. They're not restaurants for sure. No, they're anyways, for sure not restaurants. And let's have, put we'll on. put that on and have them explain that too. I think that's a good Who's going to explain it to us though? Huh? Who's going to come? We'll invite the Alcock Beverage Commission and their boss. Yeah. Okay. Who are their bosses? I think I forward Roy some pictures uh, this weekend and I don't know. I think someone needs to do something about it because it's ridiculous. Okay. It is. Yeah, if you guys, if you have items, don't wait, because sometimes we think about them and don't wait, and we forget them when we get here, so just send them in to the city manager. You don't have to do it right here. You can put them on the list, okay? Is everybody okay? <coughs> yep. Okay. Uh, Mayor's report on COVID matters and vaccinations. We've been trying to get, and uh, Kevin maybe jump in on this, we've been trying to get our police and fire frontline people vaccinated for how many weeks now, Kevin, and um, to no avail? About four weeks, yeah. Four weeks well, we have had some success. I don't know if Jeff might want to yeah, Jeff, you be available on that, but we've had some success, um, but we I'm still are pending. I, I, I just called today, and um, in fact, you know, the big ones are UTRGV, uh, DHR, and the county. Otherwise, they're relatively small entities involved in it. Um, and the process is you can apply as a vaccination center, apply to the state, and then they come down and they give you the limitation of what you can do. The original doctor's offices were for their own health care workers, and so they sent down, what, 20, 40 vaccinations. They had some left over, and they had more in vials, and so they called some other people in. But that's still kind of the case. 
uh, now they're going to open it up to Walmarts, etc. But for our people, getting it, them vaccinated in an orderly fashion with our own is a different story. And I called today both the county and to DHR, and uh, they're involved in the mass ones, and so they would want us, our officers or firefighters, or for that matter, sanitation workers and sewer plant workers, would have to have to apply like anybody else and hopefully they get get it and don't, and if they do, they'd have to stand in line, which I don't think they're above standing in line, but they're doing this because of who they are, not um, as employees, not who they are because they're important. DHR's just being important people like us. DHR's putting one on tomorrow huh? with 6,500 vaccines, and the line today was already past 10. Yes. Just to, yeah. and, and DH, I mean, uh, UTRG shut down their applications, they went over 40,000. Yeah. So um, to, I'm more concerned about getting not only McAllen's but frontline workers vaccinated mm -hmm. in an orderly fashion. In you know, in the state opened up to everybody over 65. Winter Texans have, I'm their age. I, I don't have as much. I don't have as much time as they do, but they have more time to go get vaccinations and get in line. And then anybody with uh, comorbidities under over 16, which that's important too, because you don't want people dying. By the same token, there doesn't seem to be. That helps them when you have to 40,000 people and there's no estimate of um, what, when they will get it. And that's a problem with DHR and the state. They don't know when, they don't know they're gonna get it to a very few days before it happens. So to try to organize an event is very difficult. So what I'm saying to you is uh, we need to plead to our elected officials that- um, State and county? We, yeah, we, and you know, and you talk to everybody you talk to, they say they kind of throw their hands up and say, "What are you going to do?" Is that pretty well um, <clears throat> stated? That's, what it is? That's it's right, spot on, Mayor. And <laughs> and just so you know, we've been working daily with county, state officials to work hard to get our public safety uh, employees vaccinated, police and fire at the top of the list. We're we're doing everything that we can to do that process. Um, you will see, as you mentioned, there's public clinics that happen. They happen typically with fairly short notice, um, and in order to participate, you've got to be there overnight or, or extremely early, which is very difficult for first responders um, in, in this climate. So we have expressed to the hospitals, we've expressed to the county that it's very difficult for us to participate in those in terms of the first responders. Um, discussion that I had with the county, they have a couple of ideas that they think are going to work out in the next week or so, but it's all hopeful. And so we have just emphasized to them, I, I spoke to the hospitals today and just said, you need to find ways for us to schedule our employees to get them in. Uh, they all understand our situation. At the same time, generally speaking, the state is pushing them to do mass public vaccinations. And what they're telling us is that the state is limiting the amount of vaccine being sent until they feel that a region can do massive inoculations. And that's why they're pushing that so hard. I told them that's fine with us, but you need to save some for first responders because we have to get them vaccinated. So we're having those daily conversations. And right? I think your office has made arrangements with the school district for nurses that actually can do that in conjunction with the school district. We can get teachers, yes. who I think are desperately needed to have vaccinated and do it in a very orderly manner. And we could probably do it as efficiently as we did the, the um, testing at the public works yard and probably better. Absolutely. More, more uh, locations. <laughs> yeah, and I so, think it, it goes up to, you know, everybody talks about it. it goes up to Washington, I think. Ultimately, Washington needs to take a hold of this instead of fighting and all the things we've heard about lately and really concentrate on what's best for this country, and that's getting everybody vaccinated. Does our, can we call our congressman just to? I don't think the congressman, I think it's administration. Yeah, I think it's, you know, funny, funny from Congress, but it's the administration. They're the ones running the show. Mm. Yes, sir. No, just, uh, I know. We have over 2,000 employees, and they sometimes wonder the status. So I hope that we're sending emails out with at least what our efforts are and sort of what the national and state situation is, right? So they understand uh, where where it stands on the city trying to get vaccines for the staff. And I would hope that we would include the bridge workers closer to the uh, first responder level as well. Yeah. You, know, we, you know, I got a message from every employee that deals with the public, absolutely, yes, you know, exactly. and, um, and, and people that work in sewer plants don't deal with the public, but if they go out on sick leave, there's nobody to take their, their no, you're right. so it's vitally important, and I hope um, that's a great idea, letting our employees know. I was on the phone twice today, I know you guys are on the phone all the time, and, and um, I don't know what to say except um, we're trying. 
we're, yeah. we're working as hard as we can, as fast as we can, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now, what the, um, they're setting something up at the Bird Ogden Arena. It's already full. Oh, no, that's the one that's already full? I'm sorry, yes. I was thinking. Um, no, it's at the Bird Ogden. It is, it's, it's, it's already full. Yeah, Bird Ogden, it's, it's already full. full. It's already full. You know, as I, of 4 o'clock this afternoon, they were already. I don't want to, and I don't want to sound like Mr. Pescador, but they don't have any restroom <laughs> facilities. Right. And the lines are 9, 10 hours. I mean, right. think right. about that. Yeah, they're full. They're beyond. Yeah. You know, I mean, you really need to plan this out, and and it, it wouldn't it be better? And I understand you can only store the the vaccine Four for days. so many days, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't it be better instead of in six thousand one days, saying you know this week we're going to do eight hundred, a thousand this day, next day, and and do it orderly instead of having people try to wait in line for Correct. days, yep. literally days. Is okay. that the Bird Ogden? That's for everybody, right? They the, don't have the, to. Yes, ma'am. The Bird Ogden event was open to the general public. Well, They've technically, it's only supposed sir? to be open to all. Well, yeah, in, in groups one A and one B. Yeah, but that's yeah. you know try to figure that. But out. they were already they were already past capacity. They, they had well over eight thousand people in line <laughs> at two o'clock this afternoon. Yeah. They were already passed. Yeah. So, anyways, um, for us that haven't gotten vaccinated, be careful. Well, okay. Then, if, if we hear. The public ones. I mean, send that information out to the employees. Would say if you can, if you can register and you get in line, they give you a number or something. Go get it. We'll mark them off our list. I mean, you if, let them know. Yeah, let yeah. Us if they know. can get access to it and they, they meet some of the parameters, you know. I was gonna. Uh, well, them. the question is, do you want them as a day of work to do them a day of? It gets more complicated than just saying go get your vaccine. Yeah. Do we have any standpoint. police officers? Well, but they get one already had been yeah. vaccinated. Yes, ma'am. Almost at least about, half, no? About 25%. About 25%. Yeah. Of both entities. Yes, yes. <coughs> Lou more police, police and fire, about 25%. Have any of those found opportunities on their own without the city? I would say a few of them have. I know that we have heard multiple cases where individual employees, their doctors, have called right. them and said, I've got a dose right. available. So we have had a handful. Uh, the predominant group that we're tracking is the ones that we have pushed yeah, through, but right. we're also asking employees to reach out. And, and of course, they know it's not our fault. Because the, prob the problem with that is they don't qualify. Right. Except yeah. for that specific one, and they're not giving, and so they don't bump in front of the line and necessarily in front of a clinic that's doing it. They waited for us. If we got into the city, they bumped right there for that purpose. Yeah. I already had that argument today. Yes, <laughs> many times. <laughs> we know. And we appreciate I, that. I shouldn't say argument. I said yeah, discussion. Discussion. That's all I had on that. But it's you know it, it in, you know everything that's going on with what's happening. Otherwise, this is one thing that really needs to be people's attention to instead of political partisanship. That's all I'll say. <laughs> any? That's it. Is there any other? We are, we're all done with executive session. Do you have any? Um, uh, you didn't term? want to do legislative. Legislative. Huh? You have an item for legislative, Mayor. You have an oh, item I on. Legislative. Oh, legislative session. Sorry, I got a lot of work yeah. up. Uh, it's going to go slow. <laughs> you know, that uh, one of the things that's going to happen is, you know, we all try to keep uh, attention to that. Uh, uh, it's kind of ironic that probably 1,500 bills are, are introduced in a session. The vast, vast majority, 98% of them, are trying to take our home rule power away from us that our citizens gave us. In this session, probably more and more important bills is to not let us lobby. And um, so that means we'll have to pay full-time lobbyists on our staff that do not, you know, that instead of hiring. Um, usually, most lobbyists come out of state legislators' offices. They were aides someplace and all that, and trying to hire those away from the lobby firms because we'll be the only ones not lobbying is going to be very difficult. So hopefully, uh, some of you see a reasonable reason why we need to lobby and protect ourselves. We don't ask for a lot except be left alone primarily. And. Um, and hopefully we'll prevail this session. And if we need you to go up and testify, hopefully we can count on you to do that. Um, otherwise, it should be slow. Not a lot of bills will be, a lot of bills will be introduced, not many bills will be heard because of limitations on to be able to attend. And I don't think um, it has to be all done by May, end of May, I mean, uh, beginning of May, Massimentos, and we won't be out of the woods on COVID before that. So I think it'll still be a s slow session. We'll give you weekly reports. We just have filed bills. We haven't had committee assignments yet. Uh, and they're still going through that process um, for committee assignments. Bill, I had any questions? Okay. Uh, Mr. City Attorney, we have an executive session item. Yes, sir, Mayor. Items 8A and 8C are actually related. I'd uh, recommend one motion that would cover both. Recommend you entertain a motion authorizing the 
city attorney's office and city manager's office to respond to the uh, offer to purchase real estate in a manner described in the executive session. Okay. Second. Second. Motion to second. Any discussion? Here now is all in favor say aye. 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 Next meeting. Oh, same sign? <laughs> Motion carried. Okay. Uh, 8B, uh, Mayor, uh, concerns a possible lease on a city-owned property, recommending you entertain a motion authorizing the city manager and city attorney to uh, offer to negotiate a lease with that entity on the terms dis discussed in the executive session. So moved. Second. Second. Okay, any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign, motion carried. And that is all, all I have. That's your last meeting, your last sentence. <laughs> oh, Kevin. 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 How do you feel? I would love to make the motion to adjourn if you would allow me. <laughs> you go make it. Do it. Go right ahead. Mayor, it's been a pleasure working for the city all these years, and I will be in touch, uh, maybe at public comment uh, <laughs> at, at the next time. Thank you very much again for allowing me to serve, and um, I look forward to continuing to interact with all of you in one capacity or another. If you allow me, I'd like to recommend that we adjourn. Before you do that, I want to say something. You know, Kevin uh, worked with me in my law office for a number of years as assistant city attorney, and then, of course, he became full-time city attorney when I did. And the one thing I, I appreciated him, I never had to worry about my back. I never had to worry about bad advice or anything like that. And you know how reassuring that is for us to have a city attorney with, with Kevin's knowledge and, and quite frankly, his braveness, because sometimes you have to tell us things we don't want to hear. Yeah. And so, Kevin, I appreciate that, as, especially as a mayor. I appreciate all those years that I've counted on you, and it's really important. So, Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Mayor. You will be missed. And I will second uh, Kevin's motion. Okay. <laughs> we have a motion to adjourn. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. We're adjourned. Thank you.